from Wyoming Public Media. This, this, this is this is spoken 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 words spoken words. This is spoken words. I'm Micah Schweitzer, and the idea I think is is you're wandering in the back of beyond, and you will be faced with some kind of challenge from the natural world, or someone will ask your help, and it may be an opportunity for Christian charity, or it may be the devil in disguise, and you need to always be aware of the devil in disguise. This time, we hear from Allison Hagee. She's the author of seven previous works of fiction, and she's a professor in the MFA in Creative Writing program at the University of Wyoming. Hagee has lived in Laramie, Wyoming for over 20 years now, but she was raised on a farm in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. The stories, culture, and history of her Appalachian roots are the source for her newest novel, Scribe. So the idea for this novel actually flew into my head when I was driving uh, south of Charlottesville, Virginia. I was on my way home. So I was driving through Nelson County, Bedford County. And in that part of the country, there are lots of abandoned farms and always have been in my life. The sort of habitation of subsistence farms has gone up and down, but mostly down in my lifetime. So I just started imagining what the lives would have been like when those farms were founded in the 19th century, and then what it would have been like or what it would be like to have to go back to a subsistence economy, barter economy, uh, in a place like Appalachia. And I'm old enough that uh, I remember a barter economy being very much alive in the 1960s where I grew up. So I just started thinking about it, and then I thought to myself, what would happen to a writer in a situation like that. And I thought, well, it used to be that people who could write letters, who could read and write, had a place in these towns, whether they were lawyers or preachers or whomever. The people who could do correspondence for the illiterate had a place. And from there, I just, my imagination went wild. And Hagee's wild imaginings led to the central character named Scribe. Here's Alison Hagee reading from the opening pages of the novel, introducing readers to a hard-edged world and a ravaged population mired in the tasks of survival. Scribe is approached by a strange man with hidden motivations, setting off the events that propel the novel to its disquieting end. The dogs circled the house all night, crying out, hunting. She knew they were calling to her, beckoning, working their churn, The world she lived in had become a gospel of disturbances, and the dogs wouldn't let her forget that. In the morning, before she had even gone to the spring house for milk, she saw a man waiting at the foot of her garden. It was how they did. Summer had spun away from them all. The creek banks were whiskered with a nickel-shine frost, and she could smell the cooking fires laid down by the ones who called themselves the uninvited. Pig fat and smoke scorched corn. There were more people at the camp every week, staking out tarps, drying fish sained from the river. They were drawn to her fields at the end of the seasonal migrations because of what had happened there some years before, because of their beliefs. She did not know if they planned to stay for the winter. The man's clothes were rust-rimmed and deflated. He wore a battered straw hat. Those who wanted something from her arrived at the brick house above the creek, the doctor's house, they called it, a remnant from her father's time, and waited for her, always alone. She didn't care for ceremony, but ceremony was what they needed. 
Their silent arrival was part of a code they passed among themselves. It was the same for the Brubaker woman who prepared the bodies of the dead and the man from Jack's Mountain who was known to hoard crystals of salt. The dogs began to gather, the swift brindle one, then the fawn bitch, then the rat catcher with its long shredded ears. There were only three this time. Each bore fresh wounds. The fawn bitch, blood threaded through its eager saliva, leaned hard against her knees. It was a disrespectful habit, one that couldn't be tolerated. Animals and neighbors had to be taught their limits. She struck the bitch on the ribs with her wooden staff. The bitch yelped and went to its haunches, but it didn't leave her. None of them did. She raised her palm and signaled to the man. You are welcome at my home, she signed. It's the time of barter and trade. The man showed neither a pistol nor a blade. He had put his weapons aside in order to make his plea. She herself had given up arms some time ago. Everyone knew who she was and what she had to offer. They understood she kept nothing in the brick house anyone would want to steal. He began to walk toward her, past the twine looped and snared around her plucked garden, past the skeletal stalks of her harvested corn. He was holding items outward for display, objects filched smoothly from his pockets. There was a stick of split wood and what might be a precious shrivel of tobacco. These were his offerings. I seen you pulled a good crop of squash and beans, the man said. I seen your vines. It's been a good year. It has, she said carefully. A good year. Are you thirsty? I ain't, the man said. I've been down to your creek first thing. It's a good creek. It can be, she said. I have sweet spring water, too. I can make you a tea. No need, the man said, looking at the blind face of her house from under his hat. His eyes appeared to be sleep-sure and yearning. His feet scuffed at the tangled grass. I brung what they say you might take in payment. I come to ask if you will write me a letter. The novel Scribe is Hagee's offering of the traditional Appalachian jack tale. Listeners will be familiar with the jack tales uh, in the context of Jack and the Beanstalk being a jack tale. So these are a series of oral tales that originated in England. They may have been borrowed from the European continent before that, but we know them from England. And then they were brought over to Appalachia and retold and transformed in some ways. But Jack is always the sort of wandering, innocent young boy who happens upon an opportunity to uh, find riches or the beautiful maiden, or maybe Jack just needs to cross a roaring river. But the devil is always there to offer him a bargain. And Jack uh, usually outwits the devil in the end. Not always, (laughs) but mostly um, to get the gold or get where he's going. and the idea, I think, is, is you're wandering in the back of beyond and you will be faced with some kind of challenge from the natural world or someone will ask your help. And it may be an opportunity for Christian charity or it may be the devil in disguise. And you need to always be aware of the devil in disguise. Hagee invites readers to consider the power of stories in our lives. 
especially their potential to heal and to transform. But she also wants readers to think about how dangerous storytelling can be. I just feel like storytelling is essential. There are three or four things that knit us together as communities, um, but stories are related to all of them. You know, do I want to live in your village? Do I want to hunt with you? Do I want to go to war against you? Do I want to mingle my family with yours? They're all based on us exchanging ideas about who we are and what we believe in or what we believe our strengths are as cultures or little communities. And so I think that that's something that human beings have had with them since they've evolved language. And storytelling is really dangerous. I mean, I, I want Scribe to show that that's one of the things that can happen. Great storytelling, glorious lying is at the root of fascism and the monarchies of empire and everything else. So I, I think that's probably another reason is we aren't really sure what our social contracts are in America and elsewhere. And we're trying to figure out who we are and how we want to relate to one another. And even if we want to do that in the most generous and inclusive and democratic little d ways, we're still having to explore those tools anew. So I'm actually heartened, more heartened now about the role of literature in culture than I was 10, 15 years ago. And for Hagee, that need for stories and literature means it's a great time to be a writer. There's a lot of work to be done. The mythologies of the American South and the American West are so powerful and embedded that there's a lot of work to be done still about telling the untold stories, old and new, reexamining the old stories, um, and, and challenging a reader's expectation for what it means to be a Westerner, a Southerner, a hillbilly, since those are my people, <laughs> um, or an American, or even just a citizen of the world. But writers should also remember that storytelling has its dangers. Hagee offers this bit of advice for artists. I think that we can use, we can always use literature, plays, uh, films set in a place to give people a real specific sense of geographical and cultural challenges while also making a nod toward a universal kind of story. Someone told me years ago, one of my mentors, that if you're a writer, you were either a scribe or a prophet. I didn't really know what he meant. I think I understand that more now. Um, my inclination has been to be on the scribe end of things, the recording end, rather than the one offering the Jeremiah uh, in a culture. And I don't think those roles are mutually exclusive for writers, but I think it's something really important to think about and has certainly been raised to the level of a high question for all artists right now. What is your role in power and politics in the contemporary moment? Um, what does it mean to make art in a very isolated non-collaborative way, and then to offer it into a conversation. Um, why do we want what we call good stories? And that doesn't mean nice or funny stories always. It means stories that present characters with challenges that we somehow identify with. What does that mean in 21st century America? Allison Hagee's new novel, Scribe, is out in October. This episode was produced by Teo Basquiat and Annie Osborne. I'm Micah Schweitzer.
If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening so other people can find the program. Spoken Words is a collaboration between the University of Wyoming's MFA in Creative Writing program and Wyoming Public Media.